Determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history: the First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response must answer the charges alleging that he pooped on the back of the Homedale High School on a daily basis. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Just a good old boy. So I keep forgetting. Never mean it no harm. We have to change our opening music, and we're trying to settle on something. It's all you never saw been in trouble. We're not sure this is the right time for bringing back the Duke of St. Hazards. I disagree. Although I am wearing a rebel flag shirt, a rebel flag hat. I have a rebel flag belt buckle, and of course the hood of my car is a rebel flag. So. I'm a fan of the Dukes. I call my car the General Jackson. I used to have a car called a General Lee. Sold it. I bought the General Jackson. So I guess Waylon Jennings might not make the cut. Live from Studio C. C is in Confederacy, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, everybody, Monday, brand new week, huh? Anything could happen this week. <laughs> the big promotion, the raise. You, you get marched to your car with a cardboard box. Oh, no, that too? Could all happen this oh, week. Oh, no. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I just flitted. Oh, a never-ending scandal talk. Hmm. Telling you. Only exists if you watch it, and I, I didn't, know. so... Good for you. You'll it's, have it's to tell just, me. No, I won't. I won't be. I won't be debated, threatened, nor bribed into talking about it. Um, so let's introduce somebody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I'm very, very, very good, as a matter of fact. Uh-oh, what happened? On the way here, a gas truck didn't see that I was in the lane next to him and started veering into my lane, huh. not knowing that I was there. So I quickly got out of that lane and went to the other lane and drove past him, but... uh yeah, anytime you're doing battle with a gas truck, you're going to lose that. Well, so, big old tanker thing? Yeah, big oh, old tanker. Yeah. Didn't, didn't even... Terrifying. Ch- didn't signal to, nothing. He just started going over. Uh, I maintain that not signaling when you change lanes should be like a, a $900 fine. Because oh. that is the... It's such an easy thing to do. It's just... It's laziness at the worst level. I mean, the amount of effort it takes to lift your arm and pull your little lever. And it makes all the difference in the world. If you're next to a big truck and you see their light come on, uh-oh, got to get out of the way. Or anybody else. Sure. The, the, the safest thing you could do is please everyone. I always use my turn signal. Always use your turn signal. Every time. It's when you don't think somebody's there. Right. That's when it's important. So use it always. Well said. That's my PSA. You've saved lives today, Jack. I hope so. Well and, done. And when you have one of those experiences, you think... Okay, that was that close. That's the sort of story that in the morning news, traffic slowed down. Looks like we have a major crash on I-whatever today. Possible fatality. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. Anyway, it's a little uh, little close to the bone for starting the show, probably. 
I'm sorry, I'm a Christian man. <laughs> no, but I won't, um, and let's I won't all complain. Keep, let's all keep our windshields clean. You know? <laughs> hey, I won't complain about anything today after that. There yeah, you go. Yeah, You're grateful exactly, to be alive. Right. No, there's a life lesson, Michael. There's a positive. Enough, enough of your smugness, huh? <laughs> there's positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, doing very well. Recovering from a, a weekend full of questionable decisions. <laughs> And, uh, a good one, in a, other words. A Cinco de Mayo on a Saturday will do that. A Cinco de Mayo on a Saturday when it was also uh, World Naked Gardening Day sure. and the Cannabis Cup that I attended uh, later on in the evening. Um, <laughs> and uh, I will say that if you're going to Naked Garden, a cactus garden is not the beginner's uh, one that you want oh to start my. with, so I regret that. You attended uh, the Cannabis Cup. Oh, and what a what a an energetic crowd that was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, so... So this thing had been going on for two days. It was a Friday-Saturday thing. Uh, there was uh, concerts at the nighttime of each of the days. So my friend and I, we got there about 5 o'clock. Concerts started around 6 or this, whatever. This is uh, giving out awards for best marijuana now that it's legal. Yeah, well, it's been doing this for years. It is now in Main America and California because it's legal. It's been held in Vancouver, Amsterdam. It's gotcha. put on by High Times Magazine usually. I don't know if this one actually was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's a trade show for weed, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, if you've ever been to a trade show for, for hunting or cars, it's, it's exactly like that, except for it's weed and there's a concert at the end. How many booths are there? I mean, was, is it like hundreds? Really? Like maybe a hundred, like between one and 200 would probably be my guess. So it's pretty large is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. There there were a lot of people. It was, I don't know because it was the first time in California that they was this. This is probably going on too long. We can stop anytime. But it, it seemed very last minute, and like ninety percent of the budget went to the musical acts. There was not a lot yeah, of fine. other stuff around. And I also thought it was interesting that there was no alcohol there. I guess at these weed convention things, you can't have both. You can either have. That's interesting. Yeah, now yeah. that's an interesting wrinkle to me. Yeah, I, huh, I was so fascinated the, at that. There's a bit of a battle then going on between. I, I believe so, and I don't know if that's like licensing fees or if there's. If there's alcohol there, you're required to have a, a greater cop presence there. Maybe they just wanted to keep the police presence down. I there don't know. is that, and it's the whole, you can't serve alcohol at a strip club either, because, mm. you know, the combination of genitals and alcohol will lead to God knows what. But so, so weed is being seen as something different than drinking then, obviously, though, so you can't throw so them together. Seen. Yeah. That's an, I was, one of my, uh, <clears throat> Jason Aldean, biggest country star on the planet, and I listen to a lot of that music because my kids are into it. One of his songs is... Um, uh, Friday night, I'm, I'm smoking this week away, and I thought, man, they're really mainstreaming the whole weed thing, no doubt about it, when it's into country music on a and I, on a Friday afternoon. I will also say that I was probably the only person at the Cypress Hill, Lil Wayne, uh, Lauren Hill concert that night that was also at the Hall & Oates concert earlier that week. <laughs> you were the only one who made both of those. Yes. Yes. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. Are you, Marshall? Well, once again, my friends, another sporting investment gone awry, but it was a thrilling ride. Justify a two-length lead as they come to the final 16th. Good magic on the outside, a second. Audible third from the inside, then it's done. Regard, they're coming to the wire. No, you He's may. just awesome. Go. Justify has won the Kentucky Derby. My investment, good magic, came in second. Oh. So close. So close. You so, bet on the horse that finished second. Yeah, so mm. once again, I have failed to bring home the bacon and continue to act as the show's cautionary tale about the pitfalls of investment in sport. <laughs> it was a sloppy track. It was Great example of, of things coming and going. I forgot it was on. It used to be something America would stop and watch the Kentucky Derby. I just didn't even think about you it. You also it Saturday, right? couldn't dial it up on your phone anytime you wanted to back in the day. Yeah, I which might have something to do with yeah. it. I don't right? Know. Yeah, the, if you're going to see of, it, you had to see it then. The sense of urgency. Yeah, yes. The second it's over, yes. it's immediately yeah. in my pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you ever been to the pig races? 
I have. Like at a county fair or something. Now that's a fun race, a big race. <laughs> I want to saw wiener dogs race. Oh boy, was that good. So horses, uh, fine. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday. It's May 7th, year 2018, setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. Why do we sitting there drinking a martini at Del Mar with my, my honey and her fancy dress and her big hat and watching the pigs race? Boy, that'd be a good <laughs> afternoon. Maybe smoking some weed. Yeah, <laughs> that would help. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, let the pig of logic outrun the madness of the modern day at wow. Mark. Buenos dias. Welcome to North Dakota today. I'm Christy Larson here with Chris Berg. Bienvenidos. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. Grab your guacamole and start mixing the margaritas. Hello, or should we say hola? Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Cinco de Mayo celebration. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Well, that's simply Spanish for the 5th of May. I'm going to put on my sombrero. (laughs) Ole. Ole. So that is a montage of local TV stations across America doing their "Hey, we we know it" single demise. And this was the special treat of you got the weekend crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Where's my sombrero? And then they laugh like it's the funniest thing they've ever heard. For some reason. That hurt my heart. <laughs> what are our other headlines, Marshall? Another stormy weekend for the Trump legal team. We've got volcano evacuations stepping up and aspirin's connection to skin cancer. Stories huh. minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'll be ding-danged. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We have a great freedom, love, and quote of the day and uh, weekly shower thoughts. Uh, that sounds like a pretty Long good other way. Time. Pretty good way to start things. So Rudy Giuliani continued to go around making uh, doing ah, yes. interviews over the weekend. Ah, yes. oh, He's boy. not slowing down. Nope. Oh boy. There you go. He's got lots of energy, just like his boss. Boy, some of that video from Hawaii is amazing, isn't it? Now that's a traffic hazard. <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah, cow! No kidding. Uh, lots of stuff on the way. Stay with us on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There has been a poll. A surprising number of Americans say they would try sex with a robot. Oh, boy. As we get to further along with artificial intelligence and all that sort of stuff. So we'll talk about that later. You know, I don't, I don't tune in to hear that sort of randy talk. How about that star-studded opening of Saturday Night Live? Holy cow. That yeah, was a lot of stars. It was. It was uh, Night of a Thousand Stars. It was very amusing, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little, you know, a little obvious. Hey, guess what we're going to do? We're just going to berate Trump today. But we'll play a little of that coming up later, including Stormy Daniels herself, who showed up. It's the mainstreaming of uh, skankery. I did appreciate in my mind. that they made a pretty harsh Stormy Jan- Daniels joke uh, about her during the news on Saturday Night Live. So mm. They were not taking it easy on her. Fair and balanced, eh? Looky, I didn't hear the jokes, but the cold opening was pretty well done. I read a review of it, believe it or not. I thought it was just a link to the video, but it was a review of the cold open, and they approached it like they were reviewing an opera or something, and it was incredibly self-serious and ridiculous, and it's hard to imagine why somebody wrote it, 
much less anybody read it, but I did. Well, Stormy Daniels, Alec Baldwin, Ben Stiller. Um, but the funniest thing of all was his crazy doctor being played by Martin Short. Oh, yes. I was raped! <laughs> I was raped! <laughs> yeah. He was hilarious. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mailbag. Oh, God. <laughs> You know, there's a danger in doing this gig for a while. And we've been doing it for a while. You can get not too hip for the room exactly, but like world weary. And and think, yeah, we've gone over that, or that that's an old one, or whatever. And you know, this new people tuning in all the time or becoming politically aware or changing their minds or whatever. So I'm gonna try not to do that. For instance, this quote, this freedom-loving quote of the day from George Bernard Shaw, sent along by Ben the Libertarian, is absolutely, it's as familiar to me as e pluribus unum, or, uh, or you know, takes one to know one, that sort of thing. Or slippery when wet. Well, right, but uh, piso mojado. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I say to my Hispanic friends on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> piso de mojado. It's the only Spanish I know. E amigas. The only Spanish I know. That's right. Um, der. But anyway, uh, George Bernard Shaw quite famously said, a government which robs Peter to pay Paul can always count on the support of Paul. There you go. Take that. So true. Haven't done this for a while at the beginning of Mailbag. We've posted something fantastic, or at least I sent it along to uh, Senor Hansen. Uh, it is, uh, it's been recommended to us several times by folks, and I finally got around to looking at it. The uh, bad lip-reading people. Did the Mark Zuckerberg uh, grilling in front of the Senate, and it is like virtually everything the bad lip reading people have done. So funny, I had tears coming out of my eyes. It is really, really good, and we've posted it for you at ArmstrongandGetty.com under hot links, or certainly will within the next couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, here are your weekly shower thoughts, as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Um, if you don't look, oh, if you don't look back on your past self and cringe. Then you haven't grown as a person. Oh, well, that, well, that, that, there's. It's nice to hear something that's a positive right. about looking back on your past self and cringing. That's well. That's why I shared it with you. I thought, you know what? That is somewhat comforting. I had one of those yesterday. I, I was mowing the lawn, and for some reason, I thought about something I said or did. I don't even remember now. Oh, God. Years ago, I was like, "Oh my God!" Yeah, <laughs> regrets. I've had a few. Oh my God. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, boy. But so uh, it's a good thing. That means you've grown. It if, seems, you're just a, if you're just a DB your whole life, right. you don't, You look back on your life and say, yep, about the same now as I was then. So. I, I have no regrets. I haven't done anything I regret or said anything. <laughs> I mean, either you're a paragon of virtue and God bless you, or, uh, or you're an idiot. But enough talking about regrets. I'm thinking about mine, and I have many, many uh, I like this one. Falling down is the same thing as being hit by a planet. That's a good one. <laughs> I got hit by Earth. Hilarious. Uh, oh, this is great. This is for you uh, computer types, you uh, you tech people. Penguins are just seal software running on bird hardware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so good. Yeah, I installed a SEAL operating system on a bird mainframe, and uh, it's kind of this weird little thing, waddles around, but can swim like hell. Can it fly? No, no, it's SEAL software. That's funny. Uh, This is a brilliant idea. If Lego and Ikea partnered and Lego made all the instructions, people would have a much easier time building the things they bought. I know. Yeah. 
that reminds me, my, my daughter Kate is uh, trying to make money any way she can as she hunts for a job and has uh, put it out that she will assemble your IKEA furniture for you <laughs> for a small awesome. fee. That's awesome. Because she's super good at it. Oh, cool. So, yeah. I hope, you know. There's, that's, that's, that's a trade-off. Like, I got a, I got a linky faucet on my sink. Not a hard project, something I could do. Sure. But I don't have the time. It'll take you, it, including the hardware store run back and forth, a couple hours maybe. Right. right. And I just I just ain't got it. This weekend ain't going to happen, so right. I will hire somebody to do it. It'd be the same thing with putting together some furniture. Yeah. In fact, I got some unput-together things in my garage. Well, if you... So that's very same reason. You got to pay your travel expenses. <laughs> if you I live, flew someone in to put together this bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> if you live in the SeaTac area and you got some Ikea stuff laying around, uh, email me. I'll put you in contact with her. Uh, let's see. I'd love to know if I, I've got this theory that the people who grew up with kind of the quote modern Legos of here's the here's the guide, here's the pieces together. I I feel like there's a connection between that and people who are like, no, IKEA furniture is fine to put together. I can do it no problem. Yeah, I don't have any. I actually don't have any problem putting it together. There's uh, sometimes way more pieces than it seems like there ought to be. But... Were you a modeling guy? You oh, built yeah. models. God, right? I was obsessed with building models. Yeah, I think it's a mental process more than it is the instruction. The instructions are a little quirky at times, but I don't. For some reason, I've never had any problem. I don't really Nearby. get the jokes. Other but than it takes a lot longer than it seems like it should. Yeah, yeah. The pictures yeah. of the people are always kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I well, like all those the- are Swedish people. They look like that over there. <laughs> I don't know if I've had this problem with IKEA specifically, but I've ha- I've put together a lot of things in my life where all the pieces weren't there, and that's pretty annoying. Oh yeah, you're supposed oh. to have 19 of these oh, bolts, and there's only annoying. 17 of them, or whatever. Yeah, the table with three legs when there should be four. Yes, come on now, Carla, with a great, uh, great idea for Kanye West, help him make a little more money, and because uh, I understand he and Kim are having a little trouble making ends meet with their new kid. It mm-hmm. happens, but I think Kanye West's new song would make a great kitty litter ad. You know, diddy whoop, whoop de scoop de poop. He might end up making more money off of that song than any song he's ever done. KPS, keep poopity scooping. That's Carla. Thanks, hey, Carla. Good idea. Uh, can't make this S up, writes Dale in San Jose. Uh, just talking to a, uh, at lunch, a couple of friends, I mentioned that I'd gotten a home entertainment center and the speakers I have, et cetera, et cetera. An hour later, Amazon ad pops up on my friend's phone for those very speakers. He has no interest in owning them, has made it clear he's never searched for them. So it's obvious that whatever app is listening, it's feeding to our prime vendor. Uh, KFQUYPTP, keep effing quiet unless you plan to buy, (laughs) Dale. I don't know if that's happening or not, because I think we've all had the experience where all of a sudden you want to buy a minivan and you see that minivan everywhere. Sure. Um, So it's just you weren't paying attention before. It wasn't on your radar. But... If I found out that Google or Facebook or whoever was listening and then targeting the ads, would I be shocked? Of course not. No. I would think, yeah, I assumed you probably would. I've been mildly surprised when we've had fairly reliable people tell us it's not happening. Well, here's the the thing. We know that they can. They've said that they can. And they don't. What else has big tech uh, said no to that would have been good for them? Anything? <laughs> Anything that they can do, they have done. Certainly. Until they and, get caught. And become the super billionaires doing it. Yeah. So Marshall's got his news coming up in a minute, and then we'll uh, get into the news. Well, we will play some clips from Saturday Night Live. There's some funny stuff over the weekend. Some of the jokes were hilarious. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
You know, so much of morning TV and radio is designed just to make you angry, it would seem. Um, and uh, the topic matter is of uh, no significance really to you whatsoever. <laughs> um, I've got this for you. Actually would be of help. So it turns out, if you feel like you're getting more robocalls, especially on your cell phone, it's true. The numbers are out. We're all getting way more of them. Congress is going to take a look at that, but there are some steps, concrete steps you can make to try to get fewer robocalls. Number one, smash your phone with a hammer. And who wouldn't stay tuned for that? I would. Because mm. I hate them. Does it factor into the Stormy Daniels thing? No, it does not. Uh, Congress is going to take a look at that because, uh, you know, there's all kinds of laws that are supposed to stop that from happening. It's clearly not working. Mm. But, um, has Rudy Giuliani talked about it? <laughs> he has not. No. He has not. What's Trump's role? In, yeah, what about Trump? In robocalls. Tie Trump in. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's legal challenge is once again dominating the weekend talk shows with the president's new lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, making another round of appearances, telling ABC's This Week that Trump doesn't have to comply if he gets subpoenaed by special counsel Robert Mueller. Asked about it on ABC's This Week, the former New York City mayor said, We don't have to. He's the president of the United States. We can assert the same privilege as other presidents have. President uh, Bill Clinton at the time resisted the subpoena as part of the uh, Monica Lewinsky investigation. Yeah. Well, let, uh, oh, boy. I can't believe I'm getting sucked into this. But um, everybody needs to recognize that... Uh, We've been through this before. It's just that the president was a Democrat at the time, and so a lot of the people saying certain things, it's the reverse of what it was back in 96 or whatever year that was. Yeah, Trump fought hard to discredit um, Kenneth Starr and make make it seem like whatever they came up with or the special counsel so that whatever they came up with was a load of crap. He did the same thing Trump's doing. Mm. Trump's not an... uh, you know, out there on a limb doing right. something unheard of. No, it's exactly the same thing happened the last time a president was in trouble. For instance, Giuliani and saying, fighting subpoenas and all that sort of stuff. Giuliani saying he does hope he gets a chance to tell Trump about the risk he's going to take if he does speak with the special counsel. Every lawyer in America thinks he'd be a fool to testify. I've got a client who wants to testify. Please don't. He said it yesterday, and you know, Jay and I said to ourselves, "My goodness, I you know, we, I hope we get a chance to tell him." the risk that he's taking. Now, when he was questioned about the Stormy Daniels issue, Giuliani said the payment that Trump's longtime attorney Michael Cohen made uh, to her was for protection. This was for another purpose, to protect him, to protect his family. It may have involved the campaign, doesn't matter. And it would have been done under any other circumstances if there was no campaign. That's a pretty decent argument, because you can absolutely 100% believe that they would have done the same thing without a presidential campaign. As Sam Stein of, I think it's the Daily Beast, uh, wrote, essentially, I'm paraphrasing it, uh, and keeping in mind that this is uh, perhaps 130 gur worth of in-kind services, at the, the worst case... Which is an SEC, or not an SEC, but FEC. a F- FEC uh, violation of the smallest proportions. But anyway, his defense is, yeah, he maintains a slush fund to pay off chicks he sleeps with. Probably lots of rich guys do yeah. that. Yeah, so... Ain't cool, ain't the way I roll, but it's not a crime. Right, right. It's great gossip. Listen, sure. I don't mind the fact that over on the morning, Joe, they're super into this because they hate Trump and it's a great way to tear him down and portray him as a, a pig and a cad and a you know payer off of skanks and the rest of it. That's fine, but I just 
Quit trying to elevate it to a quote-unquote constitutional crisis. It just ain't. By the way, speaking of Trump's lawyer, this is one of my favorite jokes yeah. from Saturday Night Live. White House lawyer Ty Cobb has announced that he will be stepping down at the end of May. Cobb will return to his old job of challenging you to a hot air balloon race around the world. It's <laughs> <laughs> a visual. I laughed out loud at that. He's the guy with the handlebar mustache, right, don't you know? Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stormy Daniels used Saturday Night Live to send a warning to President Trump. The adult film star appeared in the show's opening sketch over the weekend alongside Alec Baldwin, who played Trump, of course. Daniels telling the fake president how she feels he can end the scandal involving the payment made to her by his lawyer to keep quiet about her and Trump's alleged affair. Just tell me, what do you need for this to all go away? A resignation. Yeah, right. Being president is like doing porn. Once you do it, it's hard to do anything else. Then, then Baldwin asked her. I solved North and South Korea. Why can't I solve us? Sorry, Donald. It's too late for that. I know you don't believe in climate change, but a storm's a coming, baby. Oh, God. Do you want me to vomit, Marshall? Is that your goal for the news? Me vomiting? For someone who is a, uh, an actress... She is a terrible, yes, does she, a terrible job of reading lines and sounding like a real human well, being. And she actually made a joke about that during the sketch, too. Right. We're not exactly known for our acting. God, I'd say. Turns out that taking well, aspirin... Well, as I pointed out many times, porn actors aren't actually acting. They are fornicating. They're actually fornicating. Now, if, you know, they greet the pizza guy, that's acting. Hmm. Before he unleashes, you know, the, the pizza. Taking daily aspirin is being linked now to a higher risk of melanoma among men. Researchers at the Northwestern School of Medicine in Chicago looked at 200,000 patients, and they found that men who take once-a-day aspirin have double the risk of skin cancer. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, there's so many things we we have no idea what what, what we're doing to ourselves with all the chemicals that we either take in on purpose or are surrounded by. They'll find this out 50 years from now. Right. As I drank out of my, like, 40th plastic water bottle over the weekend, I thought, I wonder what this is doing to everybody. And they'll find out in 50 years. Study also found that women who take aspirin every day do not have any increased risk. Now, among the numerous possibilities for this is that men may be more vulnerable to skin cancer because they have a lower amount of protective enzymes in their bodies compared to females. Mm. And aspirin... because we don't have time for those enzymes. We're busy doing the work of America. And, a- and aspirin may erode those enzymes, contributing to the possibility of developing melanoma. Mm. So, there you go. That's your uh, aspirin. Got no enzymes to spare. Your aspirin cure or curse story for today. Wow, is aspirin the new coffee it in is. your world? It this is, is this time. This around. is exciting. Yep, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Squeeze the bird. Oh boy. A little something you can do about the robocall situation, which is so annoying on your cell phones. That was one of the great things of going to cell phone from a landline, right? You thought you'd gotten away from those bastards. Right. If I ever get a call that's a call, I'm shocked. Somebody who needs to talk to me, who I want to talk to. Right. It's, it's such a rarity. It's it's like Christmas. Yeah, it's true. You answer the phone from an unknown number, assuming that somebody's trying to sell you something. Sure. Hey, it's, it's Jim. And uh, oh, oh, hey, Jim. Well, wow. That's awesome. How odd. Fantastic. Sorry, I'm a little caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to yell at somebody. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for those tips coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. Michael Avenatti, the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, said that he was speechless after Giuliani said that Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen. In fact, Avenatti was so speechless that night, he only appeared on 20 shows on six different networks. And they actually showed the, uh, they had a montage of all the different shows, 20 shows that he went on. Speechless. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. He's good. She's getting her money's worth. Yeah. I, there's a real complicity in the media, though, to constantly refer to him as her attorney when he is functioning purely as a promoter and agent. That's what he's doing. I mean, our we've had a couple of agents. They have law degrees, or one of them did. Um, we should call them our attorneys. It sounds more important. Well, right, but they're not functioning as our attorneys when they're calling, saying, you ought to have A&G on and pay them a lot of money. They're an agent, and that's what he is. So if it seems like you're getting more robocalls than you used to on your cell phone, it's because you are. Congress is going to take a look at that. But here are some things you can do to uh, take care of that. The most simple and effective remedy to deal with robocalls is to not answer numbers you don't know. Is anybody else doing that? Of course, the problem with that is your, especially older friends who actually call you on the phone, um, <clears throat> they're always surprised that you don't answer. Uh, but just interacting with these calls is generally, generally a mistake. If you do answer, don't respond to press a number to opt out. All that does is verify that your number is working and you will get many, many more calls. So yeah, if there's a right. if there's a press two, if you don't want to receive these phone calls, don't do that. Mm. Which I think I have maybe have done in the past. Yeah, I might have too. That's a pro tip. It's a life hack. Um I found this segment of this article pretty interesting as they have some expert talking about the national do not call registry which you should list your number on and that if you do get calls from uh companies you have put on You've put your number on there and you still get calls, you should report them. Then they say, later in this long paragraph, if you skip to the bottom, of course, if I'm sitting in India dialing a million numbers, what are the odds I'm even going to be fined from violating the do not call registry? It's probably zero. Yeah. So there's zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. So everybody's uh, ignoring it and nobody's getting fined. So other than that, I'd go ahead and report yeah, it. Take your time. You can download apps. I'd never heard of these, such as True Caller, Robo Killer, Mr. Number. No, Nomo Robo and Haya, which are all different apps with various degrees of success at blocking calls. Umail, if you use that, will stop your phone from ringing with calls from suspected robocallers and deliver a message that your number's out of service, which is a pretty good one. Then they would take you off their list. I just heard about some new software they use where I can't remember how it works, but the call appears to be coming from somebody from your contact list incoming. Because now they can mask it so oh. it looks like it's coming from your area code. We, oh, wow. yeah, I'm sure everybody listening gets those all the time. But yeah, so they're getting more and more clever about it. But I'm, I'm curious about these apps, how they work. Yeah, somebody try one. Let us know. Uh, phone, the phone companies actually do this. I didn't. I don't think I knew this. T-Mobile, Verizon, AT and T. They have tools that do this. They'll work on blocking calls if you let them know um, certain numbers that are a problem for you. Turn the tables. I'd not heard of this idea. The Jolly Roger Telephone Company, which turns the tables on telemarketers, this program allows a customer to put the phone on mute and patch telemarketing calls to a robot, which understands speech patterns and inflections and works to keep the caller engaged. Wow. 
Nice. <clears throat> so then you just go about your business, and then this robot is talking to the poor salesman until they get tired of it, I guess. Wow, it's like hiring a wise-ass friend to, to deal with your robocall. Subscribers can choose robot personalities such as Whiskey Jack, who is frequently distracted <laughs> by a game he is watching on television, or Salty Sally, a frazzled mother. Yes. The robots string the callers along with vocal fillers like, uh-huh, and okay, okay. After several minutes, some will ask the callers to repeat their sales pitch from the beginning, <laughs> which often prompts the telemarketers uh, to have angry meltdowns. Yes! According That's to, what I'm looking for, according, vengeance! According to sample recordings on the company's website. Hanson, you got to check out the sample recordings they have at Jolly Roger Telephone Company. Maybe that's something we want to air, of them making telemarketers have a meltdown. I like the idea of that. Uh-huh. Um, here's a... Okay. He- <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Uh-huh. So far, the, it. so far, the best thing I've learned after uh, 200 words telling me I should sign up for the <laughs> Do Not Call registry is that it's a waste of time. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I've noticed. I haven't heard, I hadn't heard this, though. One recent scheme that they've got going by some companies is, is they try to get you to say yes. Then they use the word yes later as a recording Um to get unauthorized charges on your credit card and that sort of stuff. Oh my yes. god. <clears throat> yes, Arnold. So, wow. if they can get so you then to they can play back the tape. So a common thing is a telemarketer calls you and calls you and says, "Can you hear me?" and then you say, "Yeah" or "Yes." The caller then can then get has that voice signature to do all kinds of other stuff with automated systems and steal your credit card money. So I guess if somebody calls you up, I'm not going to talk to anybody. As soon as I realize it's not somebody I want to talk to, I hang up. But uh, answer with, if they say, can you hear me, say, I can hear you instead of yes. I'm not going to remember that. Exactly. I just respond with, who is this? I never say yes. I've I've heard about that, and I never say yes when it's an unclear number. Who is this? What is this? I I regularly say. I often hang up right after that. Yeah, I regularly say, who who are you trying to reach or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so annoying. Um. Uh, the callers are evolving, evolving. Some have numbers that appear to be from your area code, as uh, Joe just mentioned. That results in a much higher response rate. Of course it does. Others employ imitation of life software in which the robocall sounds like a live person, complete with coughing, laughing, and background noise. This artificial intelligence can be programmed to interact in real time with a consumer. Wow, so they're getting oh, smarter. AI. Oh, man, yeah. That'll leap ahead. Just uh, all they need is audio and and... I mean, you look at uh, autocorrect and, and stuff like that and the ability to uh, to uh, flesh out your search terms. What do they call that? Autofill. I mean, yeah, that's got to be leaping forward soon. It'll be, you know, terrifying. Uh, the New York Times had a link of this. Uh, I should have gotten it so we could play it. Um, which feature, features an exchange in which a, uh, and this is artificial intelligence, this is a computer, in which a man tries to confirm he's talking to a live person. So I get a phone call and I try to figure out if it's a robocall or a human being. And it reacts um, based on what I say. Will you tell me that you're not a robot? <clears throat> Just say, I'm not a robot, please, he says, which is met with various programmed replies of, I am a real person, and there is a live person here. Wow. That's wow. a little disturbing. Yeah. So anyway, do Again, some of those that's, things. that's probably narrow, I'll bet. I'll bet if you don't ask it correctly, the software is not quite ready sure. to, you know, parry your thrust. In every situation, but it will be soon. Apparently, um, uh, yesterday there was an article that Congress is looking into this because they're getting enough phone calls from constituents saying this pisses me off. Do mm-hmm. something about this. Yeah, good so luck. Maybe they will. Um, uh, you know, it reminds me of though because I think who is buying anything? 
It's like Sean's theory of Charlie Rose only hit on all these women because it worked some of the time. Right. Or Harvey Weinstein or whoever. It must have been working some of the time. And the same has got to be true for these robocalls, right? They wouldn't keep calling us if there wasn't somebody who's buying siding or life insurance or whatever their hell's are. I'm never going to buy anything under any circumstances from somebody who calls me. I know where to buy anything I want in my life. I haven't gotten that far into a call lately. I don't know what they're selling. I don't either. I'm never going to. I mean, I got hit up for the old uh, raising money for the police, what do you call it, society. Right. Never give to those on the phone. They keep 90% of yeah. the money. Um but I, I haven't heard of... What what are they selling lately? Is it siding and crap like that? Or I don't know. I don't know. But the point remains, they wouldn't keep calling people if they didn't get... <laughs> Sure. If they didn't get a win now and then, who the hell is answering their phone? It turns out to be a salesman and then buying something they weren't otherwise going to buy. You know, it's the weak-willed. There are people so weak-willed that they can be bullied into about anything. I think it's more sad. Often, I think it's sometimes the lonely, too. Lonely people lonely, don't get to talk old, to people. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. God dang it, I hope I'm never so lonely that I'm uh, desperate and need to talk to the, the telemarketers from India. And you know that if you agree to, you know, buy a bread slicer, they'll stay on the phone with you a little longer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm depressing myself. It's a fairly sad existence. Oh, speaking of depression, brand new depression drug, most promising treatment in half a century, they say. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Is it turn your frown upside down? That's it. Cheer up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sure you can have my number, baby.